Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Second Z's. And we are very happy to have you again with us on our podcast. And this week, unfortunately, we do not have the presence of Johnny as he has been taken ill. Um, so we will not have his presence. But I and I will carry on this week and um, introduce you to our lovely topic. And of course, our topic for this week and is going to cover Mumbai in India and their street art, actually. So what we have here to show you guys is a fun video, which will be linked in our show notes. And it is called TN Plus Street Art in Mumbai. And it's featuring various artists. And it is a really fun and clever art video about the murals that you can find in Mumbai. Uh, and of course, they are a lot of them are featuring different Bollywood artists, but they also have a lot of different kinds of street art in there. And um, it's really, really quite cool. So today's episode is going to focus on street art. It's going to focus on those kinds of public paintings and public murals, because we are now in the other category of our um, rotation. And I'm very, very, very excited to discuss these topics with all of you. So we're very happy to be here again and look forward to another great episode. So I will um, start some of my thoughts about this art here um, while we go. But basically, uh, as far as the kind of history and kind of legacy of street art, in Mumbai, specifically, public art projects tended to be coming out of the graffiti age. Um, and so this was, of course, an art form that happened like a while ago in that in the particular era when, when wall art became more popular. Of course, graffiti has been going on since the Roman Empire and before, but in some of the areas, um, the government would sponsor different art projects on the walls to kind of com combat certain graffiti and also to encourage uh, different um, cultural and other kinds of expression. So the whole feature here is about street art and the whole kind of history of it and some of the famous people that have been, well, famous in Mumbai people like Omkar. Darshawar uh, from Wicked Bros and Ranjit Dahia from Bollywood Art Project. And I can never pronounce anybody's name right. So please forgive me, everyone in India. But um, there's a lot of really cool art that's coming out nowadays and also old art that you can see featured in a lot of the streets. So this is what I'd like to say to begin us, begin our combo. And um, yeah, so go ahead, Aya, you can give some of your first impressions. And then we'll keep going. Sure. Um, 
I felt this was a really exciting topic to cover for me personally. Um, I have a friend who, um, like back back in the good old days, who kind of stumbled upon the world of mural painting. And sometimes I would go along with her as like, you know, a happy assistant and help her set up. I am not artistically inclined at all. I have very poor <laughs> hand-eye coordination. This was purely like grunt work. So seeing her stumble into this world and seeing the effort that goes in, the sheer amount of supplies and money that goes in to create mm -hmm. a mural um, is honestly mind-boggling. Um, so I've always had a deep respect for um, murals and the art and effort that goes behind it. So seeing a video that perfectly summarizes and encapsulates the Walsh art scene in India was a real treat for me, honestly. We go in with uh, Ranjit from Bollywood Art Project to the Wicked Bros. And they're both, of course, in the wall art mural game, but they're each carved a niche for themselves. So with the Bollywood art project with Ranjit, um, I loved how expressive um, all of his murals were, you know, of course, because he's paying homage to all of these old Bollywood mm -hmm. actors. So the the focus is, of course, on on the face. Um, so I loved how expressive they were. I felt like the eyes in particular really mm -hmm. drew me in. And that one massive mural that he did, what was it, like 200 feet tall? Yeah, it was huge. Um, it's so cool. I was just in awe. It's so cool. It was huge. Like, I can... <laughs> that must have been a massive amount of time. Um, mm -hmm. I cannot imagine just like my, my fear of heights was just going crazy imagining him, you know, scaling up these big walls and, and trying to finish this mural. So that was that in itself was an amazing feat, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I, like I just loved color. how... Really, I loved also his mural of Amitab. Um, oh yeah, he, yeah, he he really roots his work in nostalgia, and I think that nostalgia is a beautiful thing to carry for most people, especially with all the current tumultuous times we're living in. That that nostalgia really roots us um, and brings a little sparkle in our lives, um, and I love how with wicked bros um they touched upon it with murals and the outdoor arts it's for me all about democratizing the art world right um when we think of art usually it's sequestered in private galleries museums places that not everyone has access to with murals it's open to everyone everyone has access to it it's a legitimate art form there's so much work that goes into it and attention to detail it makes you feel things um so i am forever grateful to people who really center themselves into that democratization of art for people 
Um, and I really appreciated how they kind of touched on that subject. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, I remember following along. This is all, of course, like via online. I was not in person, but I was following along a um, mural art festival in Oklahoma. I think it was called Sunny Days um, Festival, and it's all about uplifting uh, women artists and non-binary artists and I was kind of following along the process I think it was like a challenge of like doing it in one day they brought a whole bunch of artists right so mm-hmm. I could see how physically grueling the work was you're not dealing with a smooth canvas you're dealing with a rough exterior and so they're doing all of these tricks to kind of smooth their their metaphorical canvas uh they're working in the heat they're working like in um dusty environments a lot of them are masked up um it is like rigorous physical work and even though it's like physically draining they're able to create such beautiful pieces of art art that really touches your soul um so you know i just i have a deep deep respect for muralists honestly um there's one named mariam rana um who does really intricate work in her murals so um seeing that also within the videos that we watched uh particularly like the wicked bros i think that um since it's not solely focused on old school Bollywood, you saw a whole range of designs. And I was just in awe of seeing the intricate, small details in that work, because it's so challenging to get it out on, on that wall. So those were kind of like the, the first thoughts that were um, racing through my head while I was watching and rewatching this video. I loved it. Yeah, I think I think one thing that like I liked there the whole campaign about the you know the ladies first campaign that was super fun and like yes I especially liked the one that was like just focusing on the eyes. It was like on when they were just going fast frame through something. I had to like watch this in slow-mo to really enjoy some of the frame by frame. I know. There's like so much incredible art. Yeah, it's like constantly awesome artwork. (laughs) It's like bam, one, bam, another one. Yeah, you almost have to watch it in slow-mo to really be able to appreciate it. Like, it's like a a fast movie. Anyway, it was one where they had like these old, like it was like part of a face, but with just eyes. Like the eyes, like in the top part of the face. It was super cool. Wait, sorry, what were you saying? I was just saying that, like, the part was, like, the top part of the eyes. Just super cool. Uh, yeah. And then I, like, I guess it was just super dope. And so I I really enjoyed that. So I'm going to find this thing. But anyway, I do love the... I do love the way that, like, they really highlight, like, whoever was filming this, too, they had a very nice sense. And then, like, right after that really just, like, mesmerizing eyes, it's like, bam, uh, an intricate wall pattern, too. It's like, everything. Yes, yes. And did you like the elephant? I thought the elephant was cool. 
He's like just um, like, yes. I, I, yeah, the, 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 I, I just, again, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just hop on a flight to India and then just come join over me. to we where you to are. It's great. We'll go to, we'll go to Goa, Mumbai, hang out, have good food, meet up with my yes. co-producer and some really great actors. It'll be fun. I would love that. I have never been. I'll my mom has been, but I've never been. I'll let you know when I'm going and then maybe we can coordinate. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so like I really love just the, the way that they framed things in this video and the textures. And it just like so captures Mumbai. Like it's just totally for people. Like it's totally for yeah. people. Like every, even the graffiti is like the proper graffiti is also for them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just like any graffiti is for your people. And it's so, it's so local. It's so, it's so refreshing. Like I'm thinking about this, for example, the street murals in Philly, in Philadelphia, we used to, mm -hmm. well, people will come from all over the world to see them. Apparently. I didn't know that, but oh, <laughs> I didn't know that before, but I mean, I do now because I actually like one time someone was like, oh, you know, there's like a mural tour. I'm like, what? You a mural tour. Yeah, they do a mural tour in Philadelphia of like various like more than some that are famous. Um, I was like, wow. I there. did not know that. Actually doing that? <laughs> I just know where different ones are. And so like it, at one point, for example, in that city, the street art was so crazy, like so popular and so crazy that like they just muraled like so many things. And so I think different cities have like, how to say different cities have different uh levels of um i guess you should say levels of interest in mural art you know what i mean like some cities don't really care mm -hmm. about it, but then other cities go crazy about it and i think there's just like different emphasis on like people that want to make their outside of their buildings look really beautiful um yeah or like come back graffiti or whatever their plain th thing is but it's usually a combination of things and then there's some cultures which are just like yeah, whatever. And I was thinking especially of like the street art in like Barranco in in Peru. I'll show you this actually because you'll love this. And oh, yes, please. It's in Lima. And you know what? This is another trip that you need to make because Barranco is very, very nice. And it's just got some really fun street art and street painting and stuff like that. So I'll show you. Well, grand. Another country to add to the list. Yeah, I used to live there in Peru, so the place in my heart. Oh, how was that? So good, so good. And this is this is Barranco. The you can probably see now on my screen. They have really fun street art, and then this is the um, this is the Puente de los Suspiros, which is what they call the Whispering Bridge. Spring Bridge. That's a dope love, name. Lovers will meet on the bridge. And <laughs> there's like all kinds of cool street art. Or if you look at um, Johannesburg. Uh, too bad Johnny's not here. But. Uh, oh, yeah. Check this out. Oh, it's. Their, their street it's art loading. is loading. Awesome. Yeah, it should come up soon. 
They even have like some cool zebras and stuff. Their street art is really dope. Oh, wow. That is so cool. I love the mural with the girl pulling at her hair. Yeah. Yeah. That is stunning. I like this one too. Check this out. I think with like a city that has a vibrant mural scene, um, I believe that that city probably really values community and yes. um, uh-huh. fostering those close relationships. And yeah. I think that's also what centers the Wicked Bros work. Like they're very much community based. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. It's that I think you're right like, because. You think about the cities that have a really big art scene. They want to communicate something to the people around them. Mm -hmm. I was like perusing the website for Wicked Bros and just they're like, it seems that they really do um, value building community relations connecting artists to one another providing resources like the of course the ladies um first street art festival is one thing where they're trying to uplift um women artists Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then they also have like they offer online marketing workshops and it's all about giving tools and help as much as possible to artists from all walks of life i love that um you know it's it's an initiative powered with like a mission and that really comes through in their work. I loved it. I like, for me, I like art that has like, um, I like realism. I do, especially Mm -hmm. realism that is kind of like symbolized symbolic as well. So like when you Mm -hmm. really capture the, the heart of something or somebody, for example, did you ever hear of the artist Akiana? No. Tell me about oh, Akiana. Akiana. She's a child, she was a child prodigy. I'm going to send you <sighs> her channel just because she's just a very fascinating artist. But anyway, she, she does large, speaking of large art, she, she does. Uh, the reason why I'm thinking of her is because her art pieces are usually quite large. Um, oh, my. And, and her style is is rather realistic, but it also is really symbolic as well. And people like mm-hmm. her and others are very absolutely interesting. Um, so okay. um, there's a lot of a lot of interesting art that she's done from when she was very very young until now. So it's quite. She started painting when she was six years old. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. She's like so. A she's prodigy. a really cool, cool artist that I like who's still alive and doing cool stuff. Oh wow! No, I do like her stuff. It's really powerful. I, I there her piece called Triumph. Oh my, that is gorgeous. Yeah. So, of course, she's, like, making bank now. And there's a few other mm-hmm. artists that are, like, doing cool art. Like, there's one artist that I can't remember her name, but she features, she features, for example, red umbrellas in all of her art. 
cute. And like, she'll like hide them randomly, but like, that's one of her <laughs> signatures. And it's like, so like little Easter cool. eggs. Yeah, it's super cool. Or like, there's these artists that will, will like here that do really, really, really amazing landscape work and, and stuff. And so I think each region, I'm like an art nerd from like forever. Yeah. Cause I love art. But like, I think that each region has its own specialty, for example, because like some, some art, every art speaks to the region, every art speaks to the, so for example, like how the Japanese focusing so much on nature. And so they make a lot of the mm-hmm. natural art or like uh, other places will focus more on the industrial art or the, or the symbolic art or whatever. I picked up through that um, artist friend um you know i i accompanied her on many a trip to the art store where like she dropped like and this was like a while ago this is like a decade ago so <laughs> just for inflation but she would drop like 80 dollars at the paint store and it's just like for a couple of tubes of paint and like paint brushes and then so you were saying that your friend used to like drop a bunch of money to get her supplies for the mural art yeah yeah it was yeah, it's not cheap so that's yeah, it's not cheap. And I would accompany her to her studio like at midnight um, where, you know, like she would start right, and just sit in like really lovely silence. Just I was admiring her working. So I will never be one of those people, you know, when I get to that stage of buying art to to haggle with an artist. I, I saw firsthand just how much work and effort and money went into creating one piece of art. So through her, um, I, you know, visited galleries and things like that um, with like local indie artists. And um, it was such a lovely period of my time. I always like message her. I'm like, I want to go back to that immersive experience. It was like, it was not unlike any other experience I've had in my life. Sometimes we would leave her studio Mm -hmm. at like six in the morning. and yeah it's it's something that's powered by some almost supernatural force when you see someone get into that zone and just get completely sucked in for that long and at all hours of the night like when the muse strikes the muse strikes i suppose yeah exactly it's like you have to have the muse it's the muse you know yeah yeah, 100%. You're possessed by the spirit. That's true. And like, for example, sometimes I can't, uh, sometimes I can't, sometimes the, 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 the thought will not come right away. Uh, yeah. You know? I'm, I am familiar, yeah. And I then, think that's also something that, oh, sorry, go ahead. And then the other thing is that sometimes you, you think to yourself, like, what, what is, what is, what is, what is that moment when you get that inspiration and you can't really time that it just has to be there. It just has to, you know, like. Like, oh yeah. 
Yeah, I remember reading about this, like, um, in the book Big Magic um, by Elizabeth Gilbert. She was the same lady who wrote Love. Yeah. Um, And I remember reading her book when I was kind of trying to get out of a stuck, like, getting out of this rut of, um, you know, not being able to be as creative as I was before. And I love how in her book, she sort of deconstructs all of this mythos behind artistry, right? So she does talk about the muse, but she also discusses at length that the difference between, for instance, a more um, successful writer and let's say a writer who uh, is not that successful and when i say successful i just mean in the sense of like actually continuing on in their art form specific someone yeah yeah, no that's that's what i'm being specific that's why i'm specifying it i don't mean like in a commercially successful way um it's that you're not being tied down by the muse you are being consistent and writing and working on your art even when you don't have that inspiration kind of zinging through you because if you're relying on that muse you don't know when it's gonna hit and it's about Mm -hmm. allowing yourself that time to practice and also to feel the joy in art again and not so much the pressure of expectations of you know my art has to be good enough good enough for who good enough for the public good enough for your editors um ignore all of that and just really relish in the joy of creation um and i loved how she the muse and the energy that possesses someone when they're in that trance it's something that is otherworldly and people haven't really been able to encapsulate even though we've been talking about it now for what like thousands of years Mm -hmm. so that just kind of reminded me of that yeah that's powerful it's powerful stuff because i think i think people get a mistake maybe that that success is monetary value when it comes to art. And I don't have that opinion. I think success is when you are showing up for your art every day and 100% you're making an impact somehow. That's what I define success. Doesn't mean that my art is whatever. I think that's. Yeah. Honestly, the commercial success or how much money you make is something completely arbitrary, like rests on so many other different factors. And Mm -hmm. when you place your the value of your work on something that arbitrary, it really does no justice to your work. That's my belief. No, you're right about that. It's very. uh, It's very, it very much cheapens the work, in my opinion. Yeah um so we're we're all here to encourage all the creatives across all fields to really pursue their love that that thing that spark that led you to pursue this art form of yours um it's so easy to get bogged down by the politics the comparison Mm -hmm. um the i should be doing this by now 
and it's it's so especially like i think with social media social media has also kind of displays that comparison to a really stark degree um so we're just here to encourage everyone to keep pursuing that art keep pursuing that spark um the world can be so dreary as it is and the world needs all that spark and all that magic that you can provide as cheesy as that sounds but that's what i believe about art in all of its form it is a form of magic in this world mm-hmm. it's like a it's also such a powerful gift to people so like mm-hmm. my my good friend was very very sick for a long time and uh, she lost a lot of her strength and then when she started to get her strength back she started making art again and it was just really powerful to see her art and how it changed and i think that's a beautiful thing it's like art is in it it's always evolving always um always moving kind of yeah that's like wow wow yeah it's a dynamic force it's not static um so that especially like the people who are always challenging and pushing against the boundaries it's always exciting to see what they do um because people progress through their lives people progress through their artistic journey and seeing all those changes along the road is just a testament to that human experience We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.